This is Arthur Golding's translation of Ovid's Metamorphoses, and it's the story of Pygmalion. Just before this story starts, Venus has punished the local women for their arrogance. They've denied that she's a goddess, and so she's proved it by turning them into stone. And then the story of Pygmalion follows immediately on from this. Whom for because Pygmalion saw to lead their life in sin, offended with the vice whereof great store is packed within the nature of the womankind, he led a single life. And long it was ere he could find in heart to take a wife. Now in the while by wondrous art an image he did grave of such proportion, shape and grace as nature never gave nor can to any woman give. In this his work he took a certain love. The look of it was right a maiden's look, and such a one as that you would believe had life, and that would move it be, if womanhood and reverence let it not. So artificial was the work. He wondereth at his art, and of his counterfeited course conceiveth love in heart. He often touched it, feeling if the work that he had made were very flesh or ivory still. Yet could he not persuade himself to think it ivory? For oftentimes it kissed, and thought it kissed him again. He held it by the fist, and talked to it. He believed his fingers made a dint upon her flesh, and feared lest some black or bruised print should come by touching over hard. Sometimes, with pleasant boards and wanton toys, he dallyingly doth cast forth amorous words. Sometimes... The gifts wherein young maids are wanted to delight. He bought her ouches, fine round stones, And lilies fair and white, And pretty singing birds, And flowers of thousand sorts and hue, And painted balls and amber From the tree distilled new. In gorgeous garments, furthermore, He did her also deck, And on her fingers put me rings And chains about her neck. Rich pearls were hanging at her ears, And tablets at her breast, all kind of things became her well. And when she was undressed, she seemed not less beautiful. He laid her in a bed, the which with scarlet dyed entire was richly overspread, and, terming her his bedfellow, he couched down her head upon a pillow soft, as though she could have felt the same. The feast of Venus, hallowed through the Isle of Cyprus, came, and bullocks white with gilden horns were slain for sacrifice, and up to heaven of frankincense the smoky fume did rise, when as Pygmalion, having done his duty that same day, before the altar standing, thus with fearful heart did say, If that you gods can all things give, then let my wife, I pray, he durst not say, be yon same wench of ivory, but be like my wench of ivory. Venus, who was naught at all to seek, what such a wish as that did mean, then present at her feast, for Hansel of her friendly help did cause three times at least, the fire to kindle and to spire thrice upward in the air. As soon as he came home, straightway Pygmalion did repair unto the image of his wench, and leaning on the bed did kiss her. In her body straight a warmness seemed to spread, he put his mouth again to hers, and on her breast did lay his hand. The ivory waxed soft, and putting quite away, 
or hardness yielded underneath his fingers, as we see a piece of wax made soft against the sun or drawn to be in divers shapes by chaffing it between one's hands and so to serve to uses. He, amazed, stood wavering to and fro between joy and fear to be beguiled. Again he burnt in love, again with feeling he began his wished hope to prove. He felt it very flesh indeed. By laying on his thumb he felt her pulses beating. Then he stood no longer dumb, but thanked Venus with his heart. And at the length he laid his mouth to hers, who was as then become a perfect maid. She felt the kiss and blushed thereat, and lifting fearfully her eyelids up, her lover and the light at once did spy. The marriage that herself had made, the goddess blessed so, that when the moon with fulsome light nine times her course had go, this lady was delivered of a son that Paphos hight, of whom the island takes the name. Of him was born a knight called Sinras, who, had he had none issue, surely might of all men underneath the sun been thought the happiest right.